section twenty six of four and twenty fairy tales this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b princess minute and king florador by count de calus translated by james planchet princess minute and king florador there was once upon a time a king and queen who died young and left a very fine empire to the princess their only daughter who was then but thirteen years of age she imagined that she knew how to reign and all her good subjects persuaded themselves into the same idea without well knowing why however it is a profession which is not without its difficulties the king and queen had at least the consolation when dying of leaving the princess their daughter under the protection of a friendly fairy she was called murdaden and was a very good woman but she added to the defect of allowing herself to be prejudiced that of obstinacy in continuing so as for the little princess she was so very diminutive that they called her minute thus was this fine kingdom governed by prejudice and frivolity for the princess had never been corrected in the taste which she showed for trifles and it was for her that all these little knick-knacks were invented with which we have since been overwhelmed this princess exhibited the grandeur of her ideas by an act which i will select from a thousand such she would not retain as general of her forces nay even exiled from her court a veteran distinguished for the services which he had rendered the state and why because he had appeared in her presence with a hat bound with silver when his coat was laced with gold she thought that a man who could be guilty of such negligence at court would be also for the same reason very capable of allowing himself to be surprised by the enemy the discernment which she flattered herself as having shown in this instance and the sound judgment which the fairy distinguished in her most frivolous ideas proved the existence of a delusion which would have been enough to turn a stronger head there was near this great country a little kingdom so very small that i hardly know what to compare it to a queen mother had for a long time reigned over it in the name of prince florador but this good queen died florador who was the most affectionate son possible felt this loss acutely and always retained a feeling of gratitude for the obligations he was unto her one of the greatest was a perfect education the most perfect the most rigid as far as concerned the body which had rendered him as robust as active and the mildest with regard to his mind to which she had given both accomplishments and solidity this young prince was handsome and well formed he governed wisely without abusing his despotic power his desires were well regulated in a word he would have been an amiable person in private life his subjects adored him and the strangers who visited at the court agreed that he would have conferred happiness on the greatest empire but one thing they were not aware of was that he owed to a charming aunt a great number of his advantages she had been attached to him from his infancy at the death of the queen the good aunt was his sole consolation. 
he took no single step without going previously to consult this aunt in a wood in the palace gardens which she had chosen as her residence he often abandoned the court and its pleasures to go and converse with her no weather prevented his presenting himself to her and however severe might be the winter she always came out of her ant-hill which was the best regulated for a hundred miles round and gave him advice full of prudence and wisdom you may easily have guessed that the pretty aunt of whom we speak was a fairy her history which dates back seven thousand years will be found brought down to the twenty-two thousandth year of the world at the four hundred and sixtieth page of the volume for that year it would therefore have been easy for this aunt to give the king whom she loved so well several kingdoms for fairies dispose of them at their own pleasure but the aunt was prudent and prudence is always guided by justice it was not that she did not heartily desire the advancement of florador but she wished him to employ no means to obtain it but those that might increase the true glory with the love of which she had inspired his heart the aunt was naturally patient she waited for an opportunity to bring to light the virtues of her pupil the conduct of minute and the prejudice of mirdaden soon furnished her with one they were informed that the flame of revolt was kindled in the mighty kingdom of minute when this news had been confirmed by all the newspapers the good fairy aunt desired king florador to set out attended by a simple groom to assist the queen his neighbour she gave him at parting nothing but a common sparrow a little knife which is usually called a jambette and a walnut shell my gifts said she appear mean but make yourself easy respecting them they will be of service in your need and i hope you will be satisfied with them he readily assured her of that confidence which her former favours had rendered it but just that he should place in her and having bidden her tenderly farewell he set out on his journey every inhabitant of his little kingdom regretting his departure as much as if he had been a brother a son or a bosom friend he arrived in the capital of queen minute's dominions he found it in a state of commotion as they had heard that a neighbouring king was advancing rapidly followed by a terrible army he was coming with the design of seizing the kingdom floridor learnt that the queen had retired to a delightful residence she possessed near the capital and in which she had collected all sorts of brilliant gewgaws she had however a motive for this retirement she wished to consider seriously and decide without being interrupted whether the troops which the fairy had ordered to be levied to oppose the usurper should wear blue or white cockades the queen was notwithstanding at this time twenty years of age king floridor having ascertained the road which led to this country house proceeded there with all speed his handsome face prejudiced mirdaden in his favour the compliments which he paid to the queen and her only increased the good opinion which his first appearance had inspired her with and the offer of his services was all the better received as the state was in a very embarrassed situation minute appeared to floridor to be charming from that moment the king fell desperately in love the zeal and alacrity always inseparable from that passion were displayed in his words and actions and shone in his eyes 
and it was with extreme care he investigated the existing position of affairs he wished to have recourse to the powers of fairyland but the blind prejudice of mir daden had induced her long before to give her wand to minute with the idea of amusing her and that princess had made such a prodigal use of it that it was worn out and had neither strength nor virtue particularly for important things floridor returned to the capital but found there neither fortifications nor munitions of war meanwhile the invader advanced nearer and nearer floridor saw only a rival in the person of the hostile king and finding no other resource he was obliged to propose to the queen to take flight offering her with pride an asylum in his dominions prudence suggested to him a line of conduct which his courage condemned but it was necessary to save an unhappy sovereign and he only made this proposition on condition of his being allowed to return and expose himself to every danger and use every effort to restore to the queen a throne which so legitimately belonged to her the moment he had placed her person in safety in his little kingdom mir daden convinced by all the king represented to her accepted the proposition but the queen only consented to depart when they promised her that the horse she was to ride should have a rose-coloured harness and floridor had agreed to present her with the sparrow which the fairy aunt had given him on his leaving her the bird was soon given but though the departure was urgent they had to wait till a harness such as the queen wished for could be procured from the city it came at length and floridor and minute with no other suite but mir daden took the road to the king's dominions floridor was enchanted at being allowed to conduct minute to his own kingdom and at believing himself to be useful to her he adored to be in love and a traveller are two things which make people exceedingly talkative floridor in announcing the limited extent of his states at which he sometimes blushed could not refrain from speaking of the obligations he owed to the good aunt when he came however to the details of their parting the walnut the little knife and the sparrow appeared to the queen very singular presents she was very anxious to see the walnut the king gave it to her without any scruples as soon as it was in her hands she cried heavens what do i hear she put her ear to it with the utmost attention and then said with surprise mingled with curiosity i hear very distinctly little voices of men neighing of horses trumpets in short a singular murmur this is the prettiest thing in the world she exclaimed while the king was himself occupied by that which amused her whom he loved he perceived the scouts of the revolted army close upon them and consequently ready to take them prisoners at this perilous moment by an involuntary movement he broke the walnut and out of it he saw issue thirty thousand effective men horse foot and dragoons with artillery and all the necessary munitions of war he placed himself at their head and showing a bold front to the enemy he made without ever striking a blow the most beautiful retreat in the world he took possession in this way of the mountains he found on his road and saved the queen from the hands of her rebellious subjects after this fine military manoeuvre which was not accomplished without much fatigue and alarm at the danger the queen had incurred 
they halted several days on the mountain but as all the country was up in arms they perceived on recommencing their march another army much more numerous than that which they had escaped and which it would have been the height of rashness to give battle to in this cruel situation the queen asked for the little knife which the aunt had given to him to use for some trifling purpose but finding that it did not cut to her fancy she threw it away saying there's a pleasant knife the moment it touched the ground it made a considerable hole in it the king was struck with the talent of his jambette and immediately cut with it deep entrenchments all around the mountain which rendered their position impregnable when this operation was finished which only occupied him the time necessary to make the circuit the sparrow he had presented to minute took wing and flew to the summit of the mountain then flapping its wings it cried in a terrible voice leave me alone to deal with them you are about to see a fine game let all descend the mountain march upon the enemy and fear nothing he was instantly obeyed and the sparrow raised the mountain as easily as if it had been a straw and traversing the air with it he let it fall upon the army of the enemy crushing no doubt the greater part of them the rest took flight and left the passage free the king who was solely occupied with the desire of seeing the queen in safety was anxious to put the horses to their speed but as the march of an army is necessarily slow he would have been glad if it had re-entered the walnut shell hardly had he formed the wish when it actually did so he put it in his pocket and they arrived in the little kingdom where the good aunt received them with every mark of sincere friendship when floridor had made every arrangement for the accommodation of minute and was satisfied that she could want for nothing in the palace he began to think of his departure and he did so more cheerfully as the good aunt assured him of her attention to all that concerned the queen during the journey he had lately performed and the short time he had passed in his own dominions he had taken the opportunity of declaring his passion to minute which she had been kind enough to approve at length he was obliged to leave her their adieus were tender and floridor set out with no other assistance but that of a letter from minute addressed to her good and faithful subjects in which she required them to obey the commands of king floridor implicitly the good aunt neither gave him the walnut nor the little knife which he had returned to her when he came back the queen only begged him to accept from her hand the sparrow which he had given her praying that he would always carry it about with him as well as a scarf of non-pareil which she had herself made for him the king followed exactly the same road that he had taken in conducting the queen not only because lovers are gratified by seeing again the places which are associated in their memories with those whom they love but because it was also the shortest cut when he was near the transplanted mountain the sparrow rising in the air took it up with the same facility as before and carried it back to the spot which it had formerly occupied the sparrow then in that terrible voice which he knew how to assume when he wished said to those whom he found shut up under the mountain be faithful to minute and do what king floridor shall command you in her name this singular sparrow then disappeared the mountain it seems was hollow so those who had found themselves enclosed in it were as if under a bell 
they had wanted for nothing during the time of their imprisonment all the soldiers and officers who saw the light of day again with the utmost pleasure ran in crowds to floridor whose handsome countenance interested them and looking upon him as a demigod they were ready to worship him the king moved by their obedience and the new vows of fidelity to the lawful queen which they took at his hands received their respects but not their adoration after having shown them the letter with which he was charged he made the army pass in review and chose from it fifty thousand of the finest men and of those to whose devotion a general success is mostly due he established in his new army a very strict discipline of which he was both the author and example and it was with these troops that he became invincible that he defied the countless forces of the usurper whom he slew with his own hand in one of the last battles and whose death restored to minute a kingdom which he had entirely lost floridor marched through all the provinces of this great state and re-established the authority of minute whom he then hastened to rejoin but what a change did he find in the character and mind of this lovely queen the counsels of the good aunt and above all love and the wish to please and be worthy of floridor had completely corrected her only fault she was ashamed of having always done little things with great assistance whilst her lover had done such great things with so little they married and lived happily ever after End of section 26